I think uh, one of the very first things that I've learned is that at the end of the day, business is about people. It's the people who will run your business, who will scale it, right? So as entrepreneurs, I think one of the things that we get wrong at times is that are you working in your business or are you working on your business? Hey, 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 you are listening to the Master Delegator Podcast. My name is Christy Yoder, founder and CEO of Smart VAs and your podcast host. Can I tell you a secret? I am obsessed with teamwork and delegation. I consider myself a lazy entrepreneur, not because I don't like working, but because I always find ways to do things in the most effective and easiest way. I was born and raised in Manila, Philippines, moved to the States and grew my agency from one person to now more than 70 plus team members as of this recording. I was able to grow my business 10 times more after I hired my first virtual assistant within three months. And together with my team, we have helped more than 200 stressed and overwhelmed business owners scale their businesses by delegating to virtual assistants. I was able to grow my agency from zero to a six-figure business all because of delegation. And that's why my goal in this podcast is to help you grow your business by giving you fresh perspectives on delegation, outsourcing, and up-to-date proven business strategies, and teaching you how to scale your business while living a freedom-filled lifestyle. So, are you ready to become a master delegator? Let's dive right in. Hey, welcome to the Master Delegator Podcast. My guest for today is Tarek Hussein. He is a versatile entrepreneur within career coaching, business consulting, and logistic spaces. He has a strong track record of founding and scaling up businesses. He owned and managed his staffing business for eight years, which he sold in 2013. And along with his business partner, he started Double Space Moving and Storage two years ago. But although none of them had any pre previous logistics experience, they drove the business to become profitable within the first year. And today I'm excited because we are going to talk about delegating tasks while maintaining overall control and how to hire the right people or the right type of people and how to leverage platforms like Upwork to find talent. So please tune in. Hey, Tarek, thank you so much for being here with me today on the show. I appreciate your time. I'm so cu curious to know about your, your business, Double Space. I know you just started it two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, but you were already successful during the first year. So tell me about your secret, you know, like what was your secret during the first year of your business? How did you make it profitable? Because some you know, most businesses, you know, when they start their their business, it takes about two or three years before you have your return on your, you know, capital. So, yeah, tell me about, about that. Uh, first of all, Christy, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here speaking to you and talking about uh, our business, Double Space. So um, my business partner and myself, we started this business uh, back in 2020. 
And this was during uh, the first phase of the pandemic. But one thing at that time was that, um, see, housing prices were still going up. So for a moving and storage business, it's not like it was a downtime for uh, any of us because the housing market was still very strong as opposed, say, today, because of higher interest rates, the sales have gone down. But at that time, it was just going up and up. So the thing is that there were no worries on our side. And the reason why I think that we were successful in our first year was because we had a very clear strategy on our target market. And our target market were real estate agents. So essentially what happens is that when you try to sell a home, you have to stage the home with you know furniture and such. So what's going to happen to the owner's stuff? So that's where we come in. We go in, we pick up the owner's uh, items, we store it, and then we return it once the house is sold. So the thing is that there is a chain of events which happen for the real realtor. First, they have to actually move everything out so that they can paint the house, perhaps. They will clean the house. Then they will stage it. They will photograph it. Then it goes in the market. So basically, the movers are the first sort of cog in that whole chain. So the thing is that you have to have very reliable movers who can, you know, be very flexible with their timing and just come in, wrap everything, take everything out. But at the same time, a lot of these furnitures are also very valuable to the owners, right? Some of them, uh, they have held on to these pieces for years. So the thing is that they do require special handling. They want to make sure that they're stored properly. And then when they're returned, they're returned without damage. So we try to maintain the highest level of customer service during that period of time, number one. Number two, we wanted to make it as efficient and as seamless as possible for our customers. And of course, the third thing, which is most important in our business is transparency. So we provide transparent pricing, which means that you know, we provide one pricing and we stick to that. So mm-hmm. if it's an estimate, we try to stay within that particular estimate. So this is uh, key in our business because there are a lot of operators, unfortunately, who may charge way above an initial estimate. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, we stayed professional within those standards and we wanted to maintain the pricing as well. Yeah. That is awesome. And you know what? Knowing really who your target audience is, is very important because you don't know who you're going to market to. And it's just so smart for you guys to target, you know, realtors instead of targeting those people who are, you know, who would possibly sell their houses or moving into a, a brand new house, you know, because you don't really know who those people are, right? You know, um, so so I, I feel like it's really it is really a good strategy to to contact or to partner with a realtor because realtors they already have the clients for you you know and they will not only give you one client but probably five or ten more you know I, I don't know how many how many clients realtor realtors have you know in a year but if you partner with a good realtor I feel like 
you know, it's it's a it's a big deal in your business. So you had a bis- a different kind of business, you know, before Double Space, mm-hmm. and you sold it. You know, it was you 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 you've had that business for eight years, and you sold it in 2013. So That's you right. had you so you had your own staffing business. That's so right. tell me about um, the lessons that you have learned. Mm-hmm. you know while you are running that business for 8 years and what what are the lessons that you are currently applying in your current business right now which is double space that's an excellent question christy i think uh one of the very first things that i've learned is that at the end of the day business is about people it's the people who will run your business who will scale it right so as entrepreneurs i think one of the things that we get wrong at times is that are you working in your business or are you working on your business? So I think the distinction needs to be made very early on. And, you know, in the, in line with the theme of this podcast, delegation is so important. So uh, one of the lessons that I learned initially in that staffing business is that I can't get involved in everything. Um, If I am managing clients who are companies um, who are requiring, you know, uh, people for different roles, if I'm managing those hiring managers, and at the same time, if I'm also trying to manage the candidate pool who we're going to be sending out, then it's like I got too many things going on at the same time. I will not be able to concentrate on so many different things. This is why the recruiting part, where we sourced candidates, where we evaluated them, and we sent out their resumes and coordinated interviews, I left all those things to recruiters. So we had a very skilled team of recruiters over the years, and we developed a lot of in-house talent as well. So the thing is that I left that whole thing to them. Uh, we had a bookkeeper uh, in-house who did not only our, our payrolling, but we had hundreds of people at the end uh, who were working at the client's companies, right? So they were on our payroll. So we were doing the staffing. So the thing is that, again, I left the whole payrolling process, everything to our bookkeeper. That's what that person did, right? So Basically, what I have always tried to do is, as a founder and a leader of a company, you're supposed to identify the talent who can actually scale your business. So in order to do that, you first have to identify, you have to onboard them, you have to train them, ongoing motivation, whatever is needed. But then you also have to give them the responsibilities. Because if you don't, then they're not going to be fulfilled at all in their professional field, right? So the thing is that that's what I've always tried to do. And I've always understood that, see, small businesses, they rely on people to scale it up. If I'm going to be, for example, even in the moving business, if I'm going to be driving the truck or if I'm going to be actually participating participate in the moving itself, then I won't be able to grow my business. So this is why we have a clear division of labor between my business partner and myself. 
I handle everything related to client relations, marketing, sales, accounting, etc. Whereas he looks after our trucks, our guys, our team, basically the operational stuff. Yeah, that's really good. It's just if you really want to scale, there's no way but you know delegate. You need to to delegate because you can't be the driver. And you can't be the guy who will move furniture, you know, from from the house into your truck, you know, into your right. moving van. So you, you just can't be everything, especially when it comes to, you know, bookkeeping. You know, I, I hate doing admin stuff. I love marketing. I, marketing is something that I'm really passionate about. But when it comes to like doing administrative work in my business, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I can do it. But I don't. I'm not passionate about it, so I delegate it to somebody else who is good at it. Um, especially bookkeeping. You know, I'm not not good with numbers. I mean, I I like analyzing data, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I I don't want to come up with the data. You know, I want mm-hmm. the data to be like presented to me. I'm like, okay, I can see there's this this number is big. Um, last month it's kind of low. What happened? You know, I like analyzing it, but I don't like creating the data. So I feel like it's just really the matter of like knowing what you want to do, what you like doing, what you're passionate about, and what you are good at. Hey, are you sick and tired of being overwhelmed because you are doing everything alone in your business and can't scale because you don't have a team supporting you? Well, you don't have to worry anymore because smart VAs can provide you with a team of experience, virtual assistants, that can do different tasks to support your growth. From admin to bookkeeping to social media, video and podcast editing to website, graphics, SEO and customer service, Smart VA's team can help you grow your business without any worries or stress from all the tasks weighing down on you. If you are a busy entrepreneur who needs help with your day-to-day tasks so you can focus on growing your business, then you have to visit smartvirtualassistance.com. I'm pretty sure that you have really delegated a lot, you know, in your previous business and with your current business as well. You know, especially, you know, with your current business, there's just a lot of things that you need to delegate and you need to hire a lot of people in order to to scale your, your business. And um, I, I guess my question is like, how are you able to to maintain overall control of your business while delegating? Because I think that's that's one of the things that 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 is holding back a lot of business owners when it comes to delegating, uh, you know, their tasks because they don't want to lose control. And you know what? Even for me, you know, when I started delegating to my team members, it felt very uncomfortable because I remember there were not just a day I think there were a couple of days or maybe a week that I was like I'm not doing anything this is just so uncomfortable like like am I still the business owner because I'm like there's nothing for me to do you know there's no admin task for me to do there's no sales call for me to do because I've delegated all of those things already you know and Sometimes it's easy for us to feel like we're not in control anymore just because we're not doing things. But in reality, you are still in control because you have delegated those things and now you have 
more control of your time and you know your schedule and be able to think of ways how to grow your your business so how did you do it in your business how did you maintain overall control If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. I think one of the very first things is setting clear objectives, uh, which means that uh, whether you are going to hire people or you're going to outsource it to, say, a freelancer, either way, you have to set clear objectives on what you want to achieve from this. So for example, in our business, there are two types of things that we do. Um, of course, there is a technology side, which means that someone needs to update our website, someone needs to maintain our site and do all those kind of things. Even simple things like creating explainer videos, creating a logo or doing any kind of graphics or any of those things. We have it all outsourced through Upwork. Uh, Upwork is a platform which I prefer um, of course, there's so many others, you know, yeah. freelancer, Fiverr, whatever. But Upwork is one I prefer because I find the most um, efficient and professional freelancers on there. You probably so, met a lot of Filipinos on Upwork, <laughs> right? Yes, I have actually. <laughs> have you worked I, with them? Yes, I have um, during uh, cold calling campaigns. Okay. Yes. And they are very efficient. They're very good. They have... Um, uh, really good language abilities and a lot of them are very highly seasoned so they have a, a very neutral accent and they can you know they know what they're doing let's put it that way so um coming back to uh upwork i find that um if you're very clear on your description of exactly what you're looking for and these are the goals of your project or your task, then you will find people who can actually help you out. And obviously there's back and forth, there's communication. As long as the communication is clear, you're good to go. Um, on this side, we have drivers, we've got movers, uh, people we need to hire. So again, you have to make sure that you provide them with clear instructions. Uh, when you onboard them, which means that when they're coming onto your team, you have to give them clear instructions about your customer service policies. You have to, of course, see their technical abilities, which is, you know, say a driving ability. A lot of people are licensed to drive a truck or are able to drive a truck, but, you know, not everybody's skilled enough to maneuver trucks in very densely populated areas like downtown Toronto, for example. Yeah. Right? So the thing is that you got to make sure that they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, they're confident about it. And for movers as well, they, they have to understand how to use all the equipment, uh, which are dollies, uh, straps, etc. So you have to make sure that they have the technical aptitude 
to become movers. It's not just having the strength to move stuff. It's about having that technical ability to use all the tools and resources available to them in order to complete a move. Mm -hmm. And the other thing which is very important is obviously your customer service ability. You, a lot of people can move a piece of furniture, but the fact that most people are very stressed on the day of the move, they're very anxious. So the thing is that our first responsibility is to go in and put them at ease, which means that See, what happens um, in an ideal situation, everybody's packed, they have everything in boxes, they have everything labeled, and we're good to go. But that is an ideal situation, but not reality. Reality, in reality, a lot of people are just, you know, putting the boxes together while we arrive on yeah. the morning of the move. So nothing is ready to go. Everything is a mess. And that is about 60 to 70% of the moves that we do. And unfortunately, what happens at that time is that they're very anxious. They want to get started. They want their stuff loaded into the truck. But our problem is that we want to make sure that we load all the boxes first because of, you know, we need to balance the truck and yeah. things like that. And boxes always go in first and come out last so that they're not in the way when we're unloading stuff, mm -hmm. many other reasons, right? So at that point, the mover has to use their customer service abilities to put them at ease to say that, you know what, we can start organizing the other things while you finish up all the boxes. Yeah. Let's finish up all the boxes. We'll, we'll organize everything. Don't worry about it. We got this. And just those few words of assurance can go such a long way. And I think that having these two abilities uh, makes you a great mover. And this is why there is such a high turnover in this particular area and yeah. in our industry. Because first of all, it's, very, it's a very physically demanding job. This is... Um, extremely physically demanding and the other thing is that this is why one of the reasons is that a lot of movers move out of the industry after a couple of years and wow. this is why a lot of companies have a difficult time finding professional movers wow um you know what i totally can relate when you said about when you said or when you mentioned that, you know, in reality, you want every box labeled and whatever you put on the box, you know, if you put it, if you if you wrote down kitchen stuff, all kitchen stuff should be there. But in reality, that's not really the reality. That's that's the <laughs> no. ideal, right? You yeah. know, we just we just moved last year, December, mm -hmm. like a week before Christmas. And mm -hmm. the good thing about it is we're moving. We were moving from a small two bedroom apartment, you know. And so we really didn't have much stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but now that we're moved to to a bigger house and we we are starting to like accumulate a lot of stuff, I told my husband, I don't want to move again. It's just very stressful, you know, and this is our first home. So I'm pretty sure when we move after this, it's going to be emotional, you know. Not mm -hmm. like the previous one because it because it's an it was an apartment, so it's not it's not really ours, mm -hmm. you know, but but it's I, I love what you said about, you know, 
you have to make sure that you have great customer service skills because in a way you're there for people to help them, you know, have peace of mind that everything is going to be all right, you know, that, mm. that you're going to help them put all the boxes in, in, in the truck, regardless if it's organized properly or not and help them, you know, move with ease from their old house to their new house. Cause yeah, because in a way you're kind of like part of their moving journey, you know, if that makes sense. So they will remember you forever. You know, if you have, you know, left an impression that, you know, that you, you really were able to help them out. And I think that is what, based just on what I, what I'm hearing from you, you know, that, that, that what sets you apart from bigger, you know, company, you know, like U-Haul, right? Because um, you put your personal touch, you know, in, in what you do. You're not just like, okay, we're here. Give me your boxes. We're going to load it in the truck and we're done. You know, it's not like that. You're like, you support them. You give them moral support and you help them out, you know, in terms of not just moving, but, you know, the way how they deal with moving, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's really great. Hey, are you looking for a community to learn how you can be effective in delegation so you can focus on the things that matter the most in your business and grow to six to seven figures? If this is you, then today is your lucky day. Join our Facebook group today to get your questions answered on delegation, outsourcing, business growth, hiring members, and many more. We offer so much value in the group, so join our growing community by going to facebook.com slash groups slash master delegator. See you there! If you don't mind me asking, um, why did you name it Double Space? <laughs> That's an excellent question. So we were kind of, uh, you know, wrestling with different uh, names and thinking about what to name and things like that. So uh, basically, one day I was walking and I thought of double space and I said, okay, this sounds okay. It's, <laughs> it's common, you know, double space. A lot of people have used this before. Um, and then I thought, okay, so what can go with this? So basically, that's where we came up with, okay, double space, we just doubled your space. So that's the thinking behind it, because we wanted to offer more storage services related, but we basically, as the business started, we more transitioned towards moving as opposed to storage. That's why we do short-term storage now, not necessarily long-term storage. So the thing is that the whole idea is that if you can store some of your stuff, you basically double your stuff, double your storage. Nice. So, or double your space, so to speak. So this is why we came up with the name Double Space. I love it. Well, this has been a great interview. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, yes, thank you, Chrissy. Uh, they can find us on doublespace.ca. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Tarek. I appreciate it. Thank you, Christy, for your time as well. It was a pleasure talking to you. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, please share this with your entrepreneur or business owner friends on social media so they can have freedom and flexibility while running a successful business as well. 
Please also subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback will inspire me to continue creating content like this and help me improve this podcast show for you. Thank you so much again for listening and I'll see you again on the next episode.